Hey there, we are back again for another 10 Talk. This is number five in the series. And up to date, if you haven't caught them all, they're all available on our YouTube channel. But just in a nutshell, we started off talking about the language that we use and then moved into a discussion about brave spaces versus safe spaces and making room to disagree but still stay in unity and in conversation and in love and respect with each other. We talked about how to be curious and ask good questions. And that also kind of jumped off of that making room for diversity and asking questions that will lead to more conversation rather than putting up walls. As Karina says, you know, you want to make wells, not walls. Um, and then last time we talked about how God is not offended by our questions and that there's a freedom in our relationship with him to explore, to dig in, to ask for clarification, to question why things in the world happen the way they do. And none of it bothers God and he's not surprised by it at all. So while we were talking a couple of weeks ago, Karina was talking about this verse in Matthew that she had read that talks about making room for all the colors of God. And that was really intriguing. And it kind of was a catalyst to this whole conversation about um, understanding the fullness of God and that our narrow view isn't the only shade of God, really. And so, Karina, what was that verse? And kind of talk about it a little bit more. All right. So... I'm giving us 10 minutes and and we're really going to do when the 10 minutes is done we just got to stop so our wrap-up hopefully will fit within the 10 minutes because clearly we could keep talking a lot about these things and so you know we're, we're doing these just 10 minute little snapshots of of where we're going because we want these conversations to be broader and bigger, but we really want to include your voices and your thoughts in that. So again, after this is done, we value your feedback, um, your questions and comments and stuff like that. So the verse is Matthew 5, 14 to 16. I love the way the message translation, one of the uh, things that it made me think when I was reading it. So I'll just read it quickly here. It's Matthew 5, 14. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand. Shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. So I have uh, spoken on that passage a couple times before, and it's it's one that has really influenced me in in being braver in conversations, staying in conversations that feel difficult because I'm starting to have this belief that God is bigger than my context. God is bigger than my experience. God has a lot of colors and a lot of ways that he relates to people. And so I think when we are building these conversations and people are in a place where they're asking questions or we're in disagreement or we have diverse opinions, you know, sometimes um, I think we think that diversity is just accomplished by having different people in the conversation. But I think it's not just that we've got different faces. It's like diversity really, that unity that comes through diversity comes when we really have disagreement with one another, when we really aren't landing on the same page, but we know there's something bigger than us that we're a part of and we kind of want to come into that. So, 
you know, my life experience, I love the idea of God colors being like, first of all, maybe some of us really reflect a certain God color, a certain part of God. And if God, it's this idea that if God is truth, then wherever there is truth, it's sourced in God. We might not even acknowledge it as God, we might, but that we can be looking for that, uh, my friend Eden calls it truthy truth of God, that is sort of timeless and above facts and above experience, and, and that we can connect to truth and, and the different expressions, the different way that God is pursuing people and revealing himself to people, even outside of my faith experience. So I love the story of Jesus and the Canaanite woman uh, in, in the Bible for this one reason. I, I don't, you know, we don't know exactly for sure if, I think it's also in Matthew, I think. I could be wrong though. I'm not good with addresses yet. Um, but when, I, I'm pretty sure it's Matthew, when he's talking about the Canaanite woman, we have to remember who the Canaanites were to the Jewish people. And we just can look in the Old Testament to find out that the Canaanites, it's sort of like, it's like in the Princess Bride. They are the sworn enemy of Florence, right? Like it is, it is. I love theology that includes the Princess Bride. Well, it it, I think that means it's truthy truth. If we can connect it back. That's how you win an argument too. If you can quote the Princess Bride in the middle of an argument, you automatically win. Yeah, exactly. And that's what this is about, winning arguments. Absolutely. But I, <laughs> I think... We, but like, we need to stop when we hear Jesus connecting with Canaanite, with a, and a Canaanite woman. So it's like, there would be nobody lower on the planet. Like, at least cows give you milk, you know? Like, there's just, to, to the person that heard that originally, that would have been saying, who is the sworn enemy? Who is the person that in your history, you thought God told you to like destroy them, wipe them off the face of the earth because they were not one of us. They were the epitome of the ultimate them. And he makes room and he says, you're welcome at the table. And I think sometimes if I let that thought actually penetrate my heart here, it really starts putting some questions on who I've decided God isn't speaking through. And I think that's super important because there's a lot of, you know, we've talked repeatedly about this context of, well, there's a right way to believe. And if it's not this way, then it's wrong. And I grew up with that too, where there's this underlying understanding in Canadian culture that, especially Canadian church culture, that anything to do with indigenous spiritualism must be like witchcraft or of the devil. Right. And, I don't think anyone, like my parents didn't directly say that to me, but it was the culture that we were in. And I heard it from other kids at Sunday school and I like, and it was part of keeping our indigenous heritage low key too. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, we took a family vacation to South Dakota and we went to Crazy Horse, which is this big monument that's being built. But when you walk through the gallery at Crazy Horse, there's all of these things on the wall that were gifted to the sculptor from the indigenous leaders and elders in the, in the area. And they're all prayers and they're, they're um, items from ceremony and, and well wishes and the sense of community. And as I read all these prayers on that wall, I had this revelation that 
it, we are praying to the same God. Our faith is in the same being mm-hmm. and there doesn't need to be so many walls. And just because a, a form of worship and a form of even speech, the words that they choose is different, doesn't mean that it automatically isn't true because God is truth. And when our hearts and our spirits respond to his truth, it doesn't, he doesn't care about the context, the language, the type of worship, whether you light a candle, whether you smudge, whether you get on your knees or roll down the holy aisle to fire. He doesn't, those mechanisms of worship don't matter anywhere near as much as where your heart is positioned. Right. Right. And I think that we've made so many rules that worship has to look like I'm comfortable with it being in, in Jen Hatmaker's book, I think it was for the love. She mm-hmm. talked about how the gospel can't be true if it's not also true for the most marginalized people. Right. If it's only true for my white suburban minivan driving mom context, then it's actually not the full truth. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the idea of like, what colors are we missing when we go, nope, that's not, that's not my experience. That's not, so I feel uncomfortable with it. I feel like right now in this season, God has been really challenging me to find him in, in the margins or in the place that I'm always drawn to is, is the places where in the church we said, you can't, you shouldn't be afraid, you know, and I sort of have gone like, okay, God, if you're going to have to communicate to me in some other way other than fear, because if you are perfect love, then when you tell me that something isn't for me, it actually can't be in the context of fear. So when I'm looking at an expression of faith like that Indigenous cultures might embrace, I can, if I'm afraid of it, I've missed my connection with God. So then I'm choosing to reconnect with God and go, are you here? Are you in this? And I'm finding, yeah, he is. Like, And so when when you have like it's ministered to my heart to for you to share your indigenous practices on my behalf like when you have prayed for me and then like done smudging with carrying me and my hurt or my pain like it has felt i have so felt the presence of god in that and it's because of that practice and it's this or you know when um to, to practice more contemplative things like meditation and stuff and to go, okay, I don't need to be afraid of meditation. God, what, show me what the truth is here. Am I really emptying my brain and leaving room for all the demons to come in? Or am I moving my consciousness to something like, instead of being up in my head, am I listening now with my heart and going, where are you? in this moment like where and and so there's just lots of different places where i feel like i am finding god and the thing is i'm always connecting it back to the truth of who god is and going god you're so much bigger than the box that i've put you in and and allowing the truth of god to be seen in many different ways in many different colors there's our 10 minutes so you guys clearly there's lots we could talk about on this topic. I can even almost feel the like, but what about, but what about, but what about, but what about that comes up, right? And we can hold this space. We can sit with this space. 
We look forward to hearing from you. We'll be back next week with another 10 Talk. And um, until then. Yeah, next week, we're going to be talking about how to stay in attention. So now that we've made room for this, all of the colors, some of them are going to seem horrendous to us. <laughs> so how do we stay in that moment yeah. and actually learn to appreciate the diversity and actually stay present with the things that we may not understand? And so, um, and we're going to talk about boundaries and triggers. And this is one of Karina's favorite, favorite new. Apparently, I have a lot of favorite topics. Well, we've done <laughs> a lot of talking about what triggers teach us. And so that's, we're going to talk about that too next time about what triggers teach us. All right. So, yeah, tune in on YouTube, Facebook, yep. Instagram. We are all over the place. You cannot escape us. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.